Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Today on the newscast is trouble brewing on the Temple Mount. And why can't Jews pray at their holiest site? Plus, as protests continue to rage inside Iran, the Iranian regime lashes out across the border. Get all the breaking details next. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. The Jewish high holidays are upon us. The people of Israel right now are observing Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year, and they will move on to Yom Kippur and also the Feast of Tabernacles, also known as Sukkot. All of these festivities will end in mid-October, but in the meantime, this is sadly also a very tense time in Israel and in particular in Jerusalem. Now, we reported here in the newscast last week how Hamas is threatening uh, basically terror attacks due to what they call the defilement of the Al-Aqsa Mosque, which sits atop the Temple Mount today. Now, what Hamas does not like is that more and more Jews are visiting the Temple Mount. Again, Hamas does not like that. They claim that the Temple Mount is strictly an Islamic site. They claim that a Jewish temple never stood there. So clearly, they are looking for a reason to instigate new attacks against Jews. And the more Jews that ascend the Temple Mount, the more Hamas breathes these threats. They actually instigated a war in May 2021 all around the Temple Mount and the Jerusalem issue. Now, Today, uh, Tuesday, September 27th, the commissioner of the Israeli police actually visited the Temple Mount so far, and, and Rosh Hashanah began on Sunday, September 25th. So far, we have not had any kind of major violence atop the Temple Mount or in the areas around that site. But again, the Jewish high holidays last until October 15th. So folks, this is a perfect time for you to follow that biblical mandate and pray for the peace of Jerusalem. In the meantime, as Jerusalem and the Temple Mount continue to be such a hot issue, a lot of people have commented and asked, what's the big deal about the Temple Mount, number one? And number two, why can't Jews pray at the Temple Mount, which is their holiest site? With that in mind, I thought it would be a good time to go to a recent clip I did with my good friend, Danny the Digger Herman, top Israeli archaeologist who broke down, and we were in the shadow of the Temple Mount filming, as you're about to see for the Watchmen TV show, but Danny broke down why the Temple Mount is so important historically and today for Israel and the Jewish people, and how Jews are barred from praying there. It's really, really stunning. Before I go to the clip, a quick reminder, if you have not subscribed, please subscribe and click the notification bell so you get alerts every time a new video is posted here on the Watchman YouTube channel. Okay, let's go to Jerusalem with our good friend, Danny the Digger Herman. Exactly, and for several centuries, the temple was left in ruins. 
both in Roman times and later in Byzantine Christian times. And when the Muslims appear in the city, when they conquer it in 638, they see a city that was once holy for Jews. Now it is holy for Christians. We want a piece of the action too. But wait, where does it say in the Quran, Jerusalem? You know the answer, it doesn't. Okay, so what they do is they, at first uh, related to the memory of the temple. Many people tend to forget that, but until the 1920s, Eric, the, the pamphlets of the Muslims describing this mountain said it is undoubtedly the place of Solomon's temple. So all three faiths, Danny, agreed, uh, Islam, Christianity, Judaism, that this was the site of the temples. Yes. But the Muslims also, at some point in early Muslim history, related it to Muhammad's night journey, where it says he went to the Masjid al-Aqsa, the farmost mosque, in order to go up to the heavens and get the prayers of Islam. And although the, the GPS coordinates are not given, as we know Jerusalem is not mentioned, they still attributed the site to this location. So we had Solomon's Temple and Herod's Temple, the first and second temples, atop the Temple Mount. If you're a Christian, know this, Jesus taught inside that second temple. That's where he chased out the money changers. That's where he went as a young boy as described in the Gospels. But now we have the Dome of the Rock, which you see over our shoulder now, which is not a mosque, by the way, it's a shrine. Yes. And next to it and is the to... third holiest site in Islam. Yes, the Al-Aqsa Mosque is actually next to it. The Dome of the Rock, first of all, architecturally is a copy, a clear replica of a Christian octagonal church. Archaeologically, we, we found about four of such octagonal churches in Capernaum, in, in Caesarea. And furthermore, the size of the dome is exactly the same size as the dome over the tomb of Jesus, just 500 meters away. So the, the structure is dialoguing with Christianity. Church and of is, the Holy Sepulchre. Indeed, and it's placed over the place of the Jewish temple of the past. Today, however, the Muslims relate the structure only with one narrative, one event, Muhammad's night journey. Okay, they deny the fact that it had the Jewish past. <laughs> so the pamphlets don't say anymore anything but the story of Al-Aqsa, the story of the far most mosque and Muhammad's night journey. And that's of course intentional to deny the Jewish rights, historical rights over this yeah. mountain. They also deny any archeological work to be done on the Temple Mount. Something fascinating you said, Jesus, when he stood on the Mount of Olives, he would have looked out and he would have saw the second temple, which was much larger, I believe, than the Dome of the Rock, most likely a gleaming structure. You could see it from miles away, according yes. to ancient sources. Just a reminder, folks, the Ark of the Covenant for hundreds of years stood right there over our shoulder where the Bible says God's divine presence dwelt, literally, right yeah. here in the Temple Mount. So you see why it is the holiest site for Judaism. And Danny, you and I were at the Western Wall today as well. That is a retaining wall beneath the Temple Mount that helped hold the Temple Mount Plaza up. Yeah. It's still there today. And because Jews cannot worship on the Temple Mount, they worship at the Western Wall. Why can Jews not worship atop their holiest site? Wait, until 67, they couldn't even go on the top. In the early 20th century, one Jew mistakenly went up to the Temple Mount and he was butchered. He was lynched to death by Muslims. The Muslims in the 19th century didn't allow anyone up. And until 67, Jews were definitely denied. So the Jews, as a compensation for the lack of, the, lack of the temple and even the access to where it used to be, adopted a retaining wall that once held it, the Western Wall. 
because A, it was accessible, B, it's original, the lower parts are indeed from the time of the second temple, and third, when you're standing there, you're standing supposedly at the closest point to where the Holy of Holies used to be. And after the Six-Day War, it became a big praying plaza, and on both, on the right and on the left, we started digging on a large scale. You have the Southern Wall Archaeological Park, and beneath the Muslim Quarter, we have tunnels, the Western Wall tunnels, which also enabled us to research and learn more, at least about the perimeter of the Temple Mount. Now, at first, rabbis said that Jews should not go up onto the Temple Mount at all because we are not pure enough. In order to go up, you should be purified by ashes of a red cow. The red, red heifer. The red heifer. And we don't know what a red cow looks like today, so we cannot impure ourselves uh, enough to go up. But in recent years, this attitude is changing, and the rabbis are saying, yes, we shouldn't go up to the inner enclosure around the dome, but we can walk on the perimeter. We, we, I mean religious Jews. So it started about 15 years ago when you started seeing religious Jews going up on the perimeter, and some of them wanted to, to pray. The Muslims said, no, it's a holy Muslim place. So the Israeli police, believe it or not, forbids Jews from praying up on the Temple Mount. So, what an absurd. Yeah, if you as an Israeli Jew and me as a Christian, if we try to pray atop the Temple Mount, we'd be arrested or at least chased off. Only, a Muslims, can, only Muslims can pray there. That's the status quo since 1967. Great stuff from Danny the Digger Herman. Hey, Danny mentioned those red heifers, those cows, and their important role in temple sacrifice. Well, if you missed it, Monday, September 19th, here on the channel, you can check it out in our archives. We did an entire newscast surrounding the arrival of five unblemished red heifers in Israel and the prophetic significance of that. Uh, the third temple, the messianic age, we discussed all of that in that Monday, September 19th newscast. You will want to check that out. In the meantime, before we go here, a quick update on a story we've been following the past few days those growing protests against the Iranian regime, tens of thousands at least of Iranians in the streets, in cities, in provinces across Iran, protesting this regime in the wake of the death of 22-year-old Masa Amini. Now, her family and many others believe it was not a, just any random death. They believe Iran's so-called morality police murdered Masa Amini in cold blood because she wasn't wearing her hijab, her Islamic head covering, in a proper fashion like those morality police would like to see. Nevertheless, now we are on day 11 of major protests inside Iran. The Iranian regime now in the midst of a brutal crackdown against the protesters. But an interesting note I wanted to mention in recent days, remember, Masa Amini was Kurdish. Yes, an Iranian citizen, but of Kurdish origin. In recent days, the Iranian regime has conducted cross-border attacks against the Kurdish regions in Iraq, a place where I've spent time, Iraqi Kurdistan, a great place. Uh, the Iranian regime has sent attack drones and conducted artillery shelling uh, against the Kurds in Iraqi Kurdistan. So that's something to keep an eye on, folks. Again, it shows you the nefarious activities of the Iranian regime, not only inside Iran, but across the region, and how this regime, in particular Iran's 
Islamic Revolutionary Guards Corps continues to threaten Iran's neighbors. We'll keep an eye on what's happening, of course, inside Iran with the protests. Pray for the people of Iran right now. We'll also keep an eye on Iraqi Kurdistan and what develops there. Quick programming note before we go. Tomorrow, Wednesday, September 28th, a Watchman newscast live stream right here on the channel between 4 and 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Join us live and bring your questions for our Q&A session. I'm certain we'll be talking about the situation inside Iran, the Red Heifers, the Temple Mount, all the latest prophetic updates tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern here on the channel. Join us then. Until then, thanks for joining us here in the newscast today. God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.